Reds fans spent last night sleepless because of Seattle. We'll break down the trade that broke Reds country. Jeff and I will try to make sense of it all and tell you where the Reds go from here on today's Locked on Reds. Let's go. You are Locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked on Reds with myself, Jeff Carr, and my co-host, Stephen Offenbaker. We have podcasted about the Reds for over three years now and remain quite addicted to the daily machinations of the Cincinnati Reds team. And let me tell you, there was some crazy machinations yesterday that we're going to get to. Locked on Reds is part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available on all platforms. <clears throat> on today's podcast, the Reds traded Jesse Winker and a. Eugenio Suarez to the Mariners, and it lit Reds country on fire. What sort of message does this send to Reds country? And where does it differ from the message that Nick Crawl is trying to feed to us? And where do the Reds go from here? We have got a lot to get to. But first, Steve, where is your head at with this deal? My head is in Seattle, Jeff. I am, I, you know, I tried yesterday to really give Nick Crawl the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And we even tried to translate for him what we thought he was saying. But not today, this trade, <laughs> not today. No, because this trade was clearly a dumping of Eugenio Suarez and his contract. And they used Jesse Winker to do it. it. And while they did get some quality players in return, uh, you know, it, I would feel differently about this trade if Winker was the only player we sent to Seattle. But the fact that Eugenio Suarez was included in this deal says to me that the cutting of the salary is priority number one in the Reds front office. We're going to talk about some of the messaging that Nick Kroll had because he denied it. I don't know why. It's a total lie. This was obviously to get rid of money. This, this helped them cut quite a chunk out of their payroll. And sure, uh, I've got a very detailed conversation with Lindsey Crosby from Locked On MLB Prospects talking about how good Brandon Williamson is, the kind of player that Justin Dunn could develop into, and the fact that Jake Fraley could be pretty much depth for this roster. But we are talking about the fact that Nick Cross said at the outset of this uh, wonderful period that we've known as the offseason, that has mostly been a huge pause button, that they weren't going to attach prospects to deals to try and get rid of bad contracts, which, by the way, Eugenio Suarez did not have a bad contract. But okay, we, we got rid of money. We're going to attach Jesse Winker to get rid of bad contracts? Like, what? No. No, 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 no. Like, 
Yeah, I think I'm with you. If you trade Jesse Winker for these three guys, I like it. If you trade a Eugenio Suarez for any of these guys, let alone all three of these guys, I love it. You trade them both. Exactly, Jeff. And you know, while I while I look at this trade and I think you just stated it pretty well, let's 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 dig into this trade just a little bit. Obviously, as we've said, Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez are now Seattle Mariners. Coming back to the Reds in return is outfielder Jake Fraley, who is a corner outfielder that can play center field in a pinch. Uh, you get back left-handed pitcher Brandon Williamson. Brandon Williamson is six foot six with a big, big hook of a curveball. And uh, as you as you mentioned, there's a, a great conversation that you can find with you and Lindsey Crosby talking about him. We also get back uh, right-handed pitcher Justin Dunn, who looks to be able to battle for a rotation spot this year, according to the Reds front office. Uh, the interesting piece of this is there's also a player to be named later attached to this deal. And while we don't know who that is, Nick Crawl is already on record as saying it's somebody that the Reds like. Uh, and what we have learned is that the Reds actually have a short list of players that they can choose from to designate as the player to be named later in this deal. They've also been given two months to go out and scout the short list see these players in action and then pick the one they like the most. And that's who will be sent over. So it's not really a throw in. It's not an afterthought to the trade. It's just a piece that they couldn't quite come to a resolution on to announce in the deal today. To be objective in a vacuum, this is probably actually an okay trade for the Reds. They probably get back some value. That's all right. And I like that. And something Lindsay says in our video that's coming out later today that he that excites me is the fact that Brandon Williamson could be a number three starter. I like that. But we know, Steve, things don't happen in a vacuum, especially in the game of baseball. And the fact that the Reds were so close to contention that really they only needed to make a few moves. We aren't talking about huge major signings that they had to spend, you know, $20 million a year for Nick Castellanos. They could have gotten another outfielder that's not that expensive. They could have gotten another bullpen arm that's not that expensive. Instead, they went the exact opposite. They made this trade, and I don't know why on earth he felt the need to dispel this, but he's lying. This is a rebuild. This is a rebuild. The Reds are selling pieces off and they're going to try and rebuild. If it ain't that, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't, I don't disagree with you. I think that it says a lot of things, Jeff. I think it says that they don't believe that September a Eugenio Suarez was the real a Eugenio Suarez. I think that it says that the Fred's front office did not believe that Jesse Winker was going to give them 140, 150 games. I think it says they didn't believe that Jesse Winker could figure out how to hit left-handed pitching at all and be more of an everyday guy. Uh, but it also says that pi- cutting payroll was priority number one. So I think when you take all of those things into account, uh, you know, it doesn't make it as great a deal as it could be for the Reds, like you said. But I am—I have some real concerns about what it is that they're going to do next, because as we're going to get into in the next segment, Nick Crawl has said a lot of things. 
And I am now at the point where, much like when Bob Casolini talks, I, I don't believe the words that are coming out of his mouth. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely agree. I, I, I look at this and I, I say, look, you can you can explain it to me in an objective sense, but there are national baseball writers that are saying. They had the Reds as a playoff contender, a wild card contender, and now, well, not so much. You know, the only the only thing that I think the front office sees uh, at the end of this, we have two days now of moves that have cut forty million dollars off of the Reds' payroll in twenty twenty two. In two days. 90 million. I think right now their projected payroll is like 90 million. And that is what they had in 2012. I, yeah, I I think there's, there's a time when we can be optimistic about the future of the Reds. That time is not right now. The time right now is to look at this Reds team and ask why, why was 2020 and 2021 the only thing we got out of the period of abysmal baseball from 2014 to 2019 that's all we got two years really a year and a half and one of them wasn't a playoff year steve nick nick crawl said a bunch of crap <laughs> and we gotta dissect it because it it, it 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 needs dissecting it really does we absolutely do the, the the big takeaway here i think is the reds are rebuilding and we're going to get into a lot more of that coming up and the odds are uh, that the reds lineup as it stands right now isn't going to inspire much fear in many of the opposing pitchers in the 2022 season uh, and if you want to learn more about those odds and lots more about uh the odds in general, head on over to betonline.net because they have you covered this season with more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before. Betonline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores and news this season. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute information on pro and college hoops. They've got you covered for March Madness, which is underway right now. They've got the NHL. They've got boxing. They've got UFC along with live real-time updates on the current games as they happen. Don't wait to take advantage of all of the new and amazing offers available to you in 2022. Head on over to Bet Online. It's where the game starts. Make sure you give the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast a listen after today's podcast. Lindsey Crosby is a minor league encyclopedia and will keep you up to date on the up-and-coming players as well as some college baseball as well. The Locked On MLB Prospects podcast, just like Locked On Reds, is free and available on all platforms. And speaking of Lindsey Crosby, Jeff got together with him to talk about the players that the Reds picked up in the Mariners trade today. That conversation will be available exclusively on our YouTube video feed, so head over there right now to our YouTube channel and click that subscribe button for the exclusive video content that we're bringing you today and all season long. Also, make sure you're following the podcast on Twitter. You can follow me at S. Offenbaker. You can follow Jeff at Jeff Carr. That's Jeff with three Fs. And you can follow the show at Locked on Reds. Uh, Also, again, please subscribe to that YouTube channel. Lots of great stuff over there for you today and all season. 
Tomorrow, we are going to dive into the Kyle Farmer, Jose Barrero conversation that we were going to bring you today before breaking news. Push that to the next episode. Uh, we're also going to start to try and put together what the Reds, minor, the Reds lineup might look like in the 2022 baseball season. Uh, but first, we've got to dig into th this trade a little bit more, Jeff, and we really have to spend a little bit of time, I think, talking about what Nick Crawl came out and told the media. I think we might also need to talk a little bit about how the media uh, and the members of the Reds beat writing team, how they reacted to the news today. Um, it was really something we have never seen before in Cincinnati. So um, I'm going to let you take it away because I know you have some strong opinions on what Nick Crawl had to say today. Yeah, it's obvious that this move signals a rebuild I don't know what else you can call it because if it's not that what is it this is not a trade that makes the Reds competitively better and or increases the likelihood that they make the playoffs but Nick Kroll said the Reds are not rebuilding I understood we still have some players in Castillo and Mally that have been anchors in our rotation uh, we still have you know a handful of quality bullpen pitchers uh, we still have Tyler Stevenson is our catcher. India won the rookie of the year. Joey's at first. I, I mean, there's, we're still excited about players on this team. This, this isn't a uh, – we're, we're not trying to rebuild here. We're trying to be the best team we can be in 22, but also, you know, set ourselves up for long-term success and sustainability. Um, yeah, we're going to work on the free agent market to see what, what's out there. Steve, what are we doing? They're going to be active? In free agency? That, but they weren't two days ago when they were much closer to contention. But now they are? They're, they're, they're going to go spend money after they got rid of money? But they didn't get rid of money because they had to get rid of money. They got rid of money because it was good baseball sense. But good baseball sense said don't go get free agents two days ago. And now they're go going to go get free agents? Like, what on earth is the plan? If it wasn't so sad, <laughs> it would be funny. Yeah. I just can't. I mean, first of all, major credit to Nick Craw for being able to look into a camera and with a straight face, try to get you and I to believe that this team's strategy all along is to go out and sign free agents. This team's signing free agents is the farthest thing from the minds of this front office. Let me tell you right now, it's going to be just what I said it was going to be last week. At the end of the free agent process, Nick Crawl is going to be driving around in a rented hatchback <laughs> trying to get the first guy that can play right field and bat right-handed to hop in the back seat with him, and he's only going to try to lure him in there with some candy. It is not going to be a free agent extravaganza in Cincinnati. And for Nick Crawl to look in a camera and say anything otherwise is completely disingenuous it is not transparent at all and it is not the truth you know it's funny we, we talked yesterday about how he needs like a communications director or like a life producer somebody to kind of help him uh with the messaging aspect uh yesterday wasn't bad messaging yesterday was misleading messaging yesterday was he was trying to sell us a handful of dirt and tell us that it was chocolate like it was a bunch of crap, a load of crap. And one of the other things that he said that really struck me, because it doesn't make any sense, 
is he said the trade, it, it, it wasn't a trade that they had to make. It was a trade that they wanted to make, or at least that's what he said in so many words. Yeah, like I've said before, we're, we're, we, we're, we're not making trade. We didn't make trades because we have to. We're making trades because we think it's best for our long-term uh, outlook of this, of this organization and the sustainability of where we're going. Yep. Don't really know how a trade like this leads the Reds to contention. Um, it leads them further away from contention. Look, I was all prepared. I was even getting ready to do this podcast with the thought in my mind that, you know what? I don't agree with the timing. I don't like when they made the decision, but at least they're going all in. What have we asked the Reds to do in in, in like the last decade is go all in in one direction. If you're going to try and win a championship, go all in on a championship. If you're going to try and rebuild, go all in. Make good trades. Make the timely trades. Make the trades when the players are at their highest end of their value. They've done that with multiple years of control with different players. Say what you will about the returns. They made the trade at the right time. However, if this is where they stop, if they don't look at that guy right there, Luis Castillo, and say, you know what? We could get a real big prospect haul for him. And they say, no, 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 no. We need him because he's going to anchor a rotation that gets us to the playoffs. Oh, my God. You know what? You know what, Jeff? This conversation could be completely different if we were to get even a shred of honesty from the Reds front office. If Nick Craw came out and said, you know what? It is a rebuild. You know what? I believe that the way for this city to have a successful championship baseball team is to change the way we build the baseball team here in Cincinnati. And then talk about the fact that you're trying to mirror more of the Tampa Bay model than you are the New York Yankees, LA Dodgers model. And just say, we're going to churn the roster. We're going to trade people when they have one to two years of team control left. We're going to continue to bring in the best young quality baseball talent that we can find year in and year out. I could respect that because I'll tell you, if he had said that, you and I would be talking about the fact that some of these moves did that for 2023 and 2024 and 2025. We could talk about that. But instead, we have to talk about how ridiculous Nick Crawl is being trying to act like a used car salesman and convince me to look over here so I don't see the dents in the car. It's ridiculous. <laughs> a little bit of honesty would have gotten him a lot of credibility, at least in my opinion. But instead, he's trying to sell me a bill of goods that's simply not true. And I'm not going to sit here and be quiet about it. No, no, I agree. I mean, he's trying. I mean, he's holding up the air freshener and saying that this is the playoffs. I, I just I don't get it. The idea that they think they're going to go for it. And look, I will eat some crow if they go out and they sign some big free agents. I'll be confused as heck because now they have way more holes in their roster than they did two days ago. And whatever. I mean, we got to figure out what that looks like, like. Is Luis Castillo the next player to be traded? Or will the Reds make good on Nick Kroll's claim to sign free agents? Ugh. You know who does make good on their claim? Built Bar. Because they've got amazing numbers. We're talking about an average amount of calories of like 130 calories per bar. Built Bar covers 
their protein bars in 100% real chocolate as well. So you are going to get the best experience you've ever had with a protein bar from Built Bar. Nick Crawl's got me fired up. Let's talk about Built Bar and be happy because they've got amazing flavors like Cherry Barcia. They've got coconut. They've got white chocolate, cookies and cream. They got the Shamrock stuff right now for St. Patty's Day. I think that's on for like a couple more days, so you got to go take advantage of the Shamrock Bar, which is like a mint chocolate. Really, really good stuff. Check them out today, Built.com. And hey, here's a promo code for you to try out the Shamrock Bar locked 15 that'll get you 15 percent off your next order of the amazingly delicious built bar along with those 130 calories per bar you're looking at on average you're looking at around 17 to 18 grams of protein you can never have too much protein at least i think i'm not a nutritionist i'll put that out there but built bars got all of the protein packed in a wonderful bar that tastes even better than a candy bar Go there today, built.com, and use the promo code LOCKED15 to save 15% at checkout so that you can get some Built Bar. Thanks again for making Locked On Reds your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms, including right here on YouTube. If you're watching us, thank you. And if you're not subscribed, what are you doing? Hit the subscribe button along with the extra video with me and Lindsey Crosby breaking down the prospects that the Reds received in this trade. There's going to be so much more coming for you this season. Trust me, as messed up as this team seems, Steve and I are going to be all over. We're going to be at the ballpark. We're going to be watching games. We're going to be all over. You're not going to miss any of the content that Steve and I have. And Steve, with with all of the weirdness, the the trade, the dumping of salaries, the let's get some prospects, let's rebuild. No, we're not rebuilding. Where on earth are we going from here? Because I told, I I mean, everybody and their brother said after this deal, Luis Castillo is probably on trade watch for the next 24 hours. But then Nick Kroll says they're going after free agents. Luis Castillo is a very interesting case because I do believe if, if there is a next domino in this, in this thing that Nick Crawl's doing, Luis Castillo is that domino. Mm-hmm. But the nice thing is that it doesn't have to be one that's put together quite as hastily as the rest of this has been. <laughs> right. Because, you know, everybody that's been moved so far has had injury concerns. They've had performance concerns. They've had salary concerns. And while Luis Castillo is making a little bit of money, Uh, He's been very consistent. He's been overall fairly healthy along the way. And he is somebody that has multiple years of team control remaining. So they can take their time a little bit with him. If the true answer is that they're not just trying to dump dollars. If it's not going to be a Rysel Iglesias type dump, they can take a little bit of time. And if he's still on the team when the season starts, great. They have all the way up until the trade deadline to try and find something for Luis Castillo because I think he is the one piece where they could really maximize the value and probably get somebody to even overpay a little bit if the right situation presents itself. So I don't necessarily expect to see him gone tomorrow or this week, but it wouldn't shock me if somewhere along the way this season they do find a deal for Luis Castillo that brings them a haul. 
I like that you said that they're, they have the ability to take some time because Nick Crawl said in an interview that um, the trade really started coming together at 5 p.m. on Sunday and then materialized early on Monday. It was really quick. That's like quicker than a lot of people uh, really have uh, plans for meals and things like that. So when I look at Luis Castillo, I also think that Tyler Malley could be an interesting trade chip because you're talking about, yeah, another healthy guy, much younger, and also with the ability, you know, multiple years of team control. And he has shown some really good stuff, like possible ace potential stuff, if you're talking about depending on which team he goes to. And when I look at him, that's the only reason that I have pause as to who's going to be the next to be traded. Okay, you know what? Here's what we're going to do. On the count of three, Say the name of the guy who's going to be traded next between Castillo and Maui. One, two, three. Castillo. Castillo. Yeah, I think so too. Maui, I think there's an ability for the Reds to possibly retain his services for a while. I, I don't I don't know why I feel this way. I feel like Maui's contract might be a little bit smaller than Castillo's. Not much smaller. It's still going to be pretty pricey if you're going to get them for multiple years of team control. But I think the Reds would be smart to kind of look into something like that. Here's here's another piece on Tyler Malley. Uh, it may benefit the Reds to play a little bit of a longer game with him in the idea of trading him because while he was really good uh, on the road last season, he had difficulties <laughs> being consistent home versus away. That's true. And if you can let him go out there for the first half of this season and show that he can put together quality starts one right after the other, and it doesn't matter if he's home or away, and he's just a quality pitcher delivering when it's his turn to take the bump, I think that just increases his value even more and will allow the Reds to bring back even more in a potential trade. Because I really do think the goal now, as I'm seeing it on paper, as I'm seeing what is actually occurring, I think the goal is to put together a team that can compete for a division championship around the 2024-2025 baseball season. And you have some time with Tyler Malley, uh, possibly even up until next year, to really let him demonstrate that he's a consistent, solid number two pitcher, number one pitcher, and then you move him. And then that also helps you get that team ready for 2024, 2025. I agree with you. I think that this is the move the Reds should be considering. Let's let's look at Mally and Castillo, probably trade Castillo before Mally, but that's what they need to do. They need to go for the rebuild in this case because – all right, you know what? Whatever. Let's let's mess around with it just for a minute. Play around. All right, the Reds are signing free agents. I'm trying to see into the future now. The Reds are the Reds are signing free agents. They're going to to sign uh, people and add them now that they've gotten rid of them. Okay. What what areas of need do this team have now? I mean, if Third you take this money. You got to sign a third baseman, maybe. Although I would love to see Aleo Lopez get an opportunity to have a lot of playing time over there. Um, you need outfielders. This team is just all three positions short on outfielders. All so, three. you know, do they go and sign Kyle Schwarber and play the "We're bringing the Cincinnati kid home" <laughs> card again? Uh, it's from Middletown. He's from Middletown. I don't know if you knew that or not. 
Um, do they go out and, and now maybe make contact with Castellanos and try and bring him back? I think Castellanos would be crazy to even entertain an offer to come back here at this <laughs> point. Not, they're not contending. But no, they're, they're not. not. So uh, I, I, I think that's, again, it, it's, it's all smoke and mirrors because they're scared to actually call it what it is. It's a rebuild, Jeff. Yeah. Yeah, because they know if they say that word, if the word comes from us, they can deny it. But if the word comes from them, then fans who already in droves are talking about how they're not coming to the ballpark. They're not supporting this team. They're not giving a dime of their money to Bob Castellini and Phil Castellini, the ownership of the Cincinnati Reds. If they say the R word, they're going to lose a lot more people. The problem is... I think people are smart enough to realize after a month when this team is probably out of it at that point, we're going to know it's a rebuild. We're going to know that they are repositioning themselves. And sure, maybe they're getting rid of the peaks and the valleys in a couple of years, but it sure seems like they've gotten rid of any chance at any peaks for 2022. I can't disagree. Uh, the fact of the matter is it is a rebuild and they need to stop trying to pretend that they're going to compete this season. And you know what, Jeff, I think that's probably a good spot to wrap it up today. Uh, my head is still spinning. Uh, as I've said on Twitter multiple times, uh, yesterday, uh, this one was a hard one to digest. It was a hard one to absorb. So we're going to go ahead and wrap up this edition of Locked on Reds. Coming up on the next podcast, we will talk about David Bell's comments on the battle at shortstop between Kyle Farmer and Jose Barrero. Uh, there should be a clear winner in this, but David Bell has scared everyone into thinking that's not the case. Uh, we'll dissect his comments on tomorrow's podcast and tell you what his lineup might look like on opening day. Uh, thanks for making Locked On Reds your first listen. Now make Locked On MLB your second listen. Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on major leagues both past and present. Locked On MLB, just like Locked On Reds, is free and available on all platforms. It might be the offseason, and we very well could be rebuilding. But Jeff, what are we? We are locked on Reds every single day. And you know what? No matter what Nick Crawl says, go Reds! <laughs>